Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty, a residential real estate brokerage where we specialize in the South Bay area of Los Angeles, which includes Palos Verdes, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, and Redondo Beach. Today is July 20th. We are in the heart of summer. I'm loving the warm weather. I'm loving the slower time. Some vacationing for some friends and clients. I've got a vacation coming up. And as you can see, super long summer hair. I probably need to get it cut soon, but I'm going with it and I'm liking it. So I'll clean it up here in a little bit, but enjoying the July 2021 summer. For this week's episode, we are covering our standard three topics. Topic number one, North Redondo Beach, new construction townhomes. Really a big topic for a lot of people. There are tons of developers doing them and lots of demand from buyers. That's topic number one. And then topic number two and three is kind of a blend. Topic number two, we're going to get into some big data on the MLS to see if active listings are growing, if pending sales are slowing down, to see if maybe this market is starting to take a breath this summer. And then topic number three, sharing some anecdotal things I'm seeing going through open houses, what we're feeling from our buyer clients, as well as our listing clients. So again, topic one, North Redondo, new construction. Topic two, some big data on the MLS. And topic number three, some local summer anecdotal evidence. So starting off with our first round of information, North Redondo New Construction Townhomes. I think if you follow South Bay real estate relatively closely, and of course, if you are a Redondo and specifically a North Redondo Beach resident, you know that they're always seems to be a building boom in North Redondo Beach. Specifically, the Villas North, Area 151 on the MLS, and the Villas South, Area 152 on the MLS. And the reason why there's always a building boom is because these pockets are zoned R2 and R3. So they allow developers on mostly 7,500 square foot lots, sometimes six, in rare cases, 5,000 square foot lots. It allows developers to build two townhomes or three townhomes on a lot. There are still some old beach bungalows and quite a few old duplexes and old triplexes that get torn down for higher and better use. And this has been occurring for the better part of a couple of decades and really over the last 10 years, we've seen some amazing price growth. So every six months, at most 12 months, I like to check in on the North Redondo townhome new construction market because it's a good apples to apples comparison of property that's relatively the same to give us some insight 
into South Bay new construction, as well as just the North Redondo submarket. Not to mention, it's a huge profit center for developers and investors. So it's it's a win-win for clients looking to buy and sell. And of course, the professional real estate investors as well that we work with. Let's kick it off with two on a lot townhomes. And really, before I get into that, I haven't touched on this in the blog for almost 18 months because the coronavirus threw everything out of whack. And so I'm just starting to get back into our normal cadence. And so this is a long overdue check-in. So let's start not with two on a lots. <laughs> let's start with three on a lot townhomes. The most interesting takeaway is that three on a lot townhomes were really all the rage a few years ago. Why? You could buy the lots for the same price as two and a lot townhomes, but you could deliver three townhomes, smaller townhomes, and the long and the short of it was developers could make bigger profits at the time. And what was more interesting is, is developers focused on 1,900 to about 2,100 square foot three and a lot townhomes because they were smaller in scale, but they were more affordable for brand new construction. And because they built smaller, their profits were bigger based on the prices they were getting. The coronavirus has flipped all of that on its head. And it was starting to change before the coronavirus, but it put it into hyperspeed of where developers started going, we're not going to build 19 to 2100 square foot North Redondo townhomes three on a lots. We're going to build 2150 plus, and we're not going to build three bedroom townhomes. We're going to build four bedroom townhomes. And then a few of them started offering lofts that gave a side office. And now today they're building 2150, 2200, 2300, three on a lot townhomes now with five bedrooms. Why? Well, the answer is pretty simple. The coronavirus created this big demand for housing and more space. So people with, call it a married couple with two kids, that was three bedrooms. They wanted another bedroom for an office and they wanted another bedroom for visitors. Or if they were planning to expand their family down the road or any gambit of buyers just wanted more space. So the big takeaway is that the first half of 2021, there were zero sales of the smaller three-on-a-lot townhomes when that used to be the dominant force. Developers are now almost exclusively building bigger units. And as a result, we have seen medium price go from 1.17 in 2019, jump $125,000 to $1.295 in 2020. And the first half of 2021 has jumped another $130,000 to $1.425 million for these larger-sized three-on-a-lot townhomes. The growth has been incredible, and the first half of 2021 has more sales at this level than a full year in 2020 or a full year in 2019. So the demand for three-on-a-lots is off the charts. The demand for large units is huge. The prices have run up so much. Developers are like, sure, we'll build another 150, 200 square feet and make another 200 grand in profit, maybe spend 50, 100 grand more in building costs, make another 100, 150 grand. So three and a lots have been strong. Developers are going bigger and making a larger profit as a result. 
Moving on to two on a lot townhomes in North Redondo, um, the same effect is happening. They went smaller, 23, 2400 square foot units, and have steadily climbed to 25 and 2600 square foot units, going from four bedroom units to five bedroom units. And there's a few outliers, which I'll touch on, that are pushing 3000. Just to give you an idea of the incredible growth eight, nine years ago, a brand new construction. 2013 two on a lot development the high sale in 2013 was nine hundred and ninety two thousand dollars today the high sale in the first half of 2021 went for 1.73 million dollars so we're looking at about a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar jump that's a 75 percent jump in appreciation from eight to nine years ago and if you read my blog about it last week, you can see 13's high sale, 2014's, 2000, all the way up to 2021. And it's just been a steady, almost six-figure increase each and every year, just about. The growth has been incredible. And when you look at developers taking risks and going even bigger, 3,000 square foot units, normally on corner lots where they can get bigger units, you're seeing models sell for almost 1.9 million. And there are units on the market where they are asking closer to $2 million. So it's been an incredible run for two-and-a-lot townhomes as well. Why am I covering this in such detail? Well, if you're a buyer of new construction townhomes in North Redondo Beach, which there's a lot of buyers, people say, I'm waiting for the pullback. I want to get it at a better price. North Redondo has consistently shown during coronavirus before coronavirus, high interest rates, low interest rates, it just goes up and up each year. So if you're looking to buy new construction and you want it, don't wait, buy it now. With regards to our investor clients, this is about as good of a covered land play as you can buy in the South Bay. Buy an R2 lot, buy an R3 lot with an old single family home on it or a duplex or a triplex, put enough down to cash flow, or if you want to speculate and don't mind some negative cash flow, if you're going to see 50% appreciation in five to 10 years, 75% appreciation like we've seen in the last decade, buy the dirt, hold on to it, build in 10 years, you'll make a fortune. And I think you can repeat it over and over again with the demand of the beach cities. I think one of the best covered land play opportunities, if you have a 10-year time horizon or longer, buy R2, R3 lots on 7,500 square foot lots. That is our North Redondo new construction townhome report. Just go buy it if you're a buyer. If you're a developer, keep developing. And if you're an investor, buy and hold and build later. Topic Number two, there has been talk about a summer slowdown. The market may be peaking, buyers getting fatigued, sellers wanting too much. So while I don't have the July numbers, and I really want July and maybe even August to give you guys some actual real numbers, I did take June's numbers, even though that was kind of still a little bit of a crazy time, tail end of a crazy time, and give you guys an idea of what the market looks like. Some better news for buyers, at least in June compared to the past couple of months. Since May of 2020, this was the first uptick of active listings we've had. So May and June of 2021 
we saw an uptick of active listings for the first time since May of 2020, so almost 12 to 13 months ago. This is the entire MLS. This is not the South Bay. I'm going big aggregate data. We can dive into the South Bay exclusively after July and August. But from a big, big data perspective, we're seeing a few more active listings. Pending sales in June dropped by over 10% compared to April and May. So we're seeing 10% less deals getting done in June and active listings were slightly up. So you would think if there's a lot of demand and more listings, we'd see pending sales the same or going higher. We actually saw a drop. To top this all off, the same amount of new listings occurred in March, April, May, and June. So seeing the drop in pending sales and the rise in active listings, we've had new listings come out at the same pace in June as compared to the previous month. So there's maybe some movement where sellers are going to lose some leverage. It's not confirmed. This could be a blip on the radar, but there is now finally some data in June to show maybe a green shoot of relief for buyers. Last week, the Wall Street Journal came out with an article titled, the US housing market is losing some of its frenzy, quote unquote, as more homes list for sale. That was on July 15th of 2021. Most of it's focused on New York suburbs, which makes sense with people fleeing New York City, but it talks about these New York suburbs and vacation areas that were sleepy towns, but then absolutely boomed over the last 12 to 18 months. And now they're seeing a surge of listings and people not paying the prices that they were once paying six to 12 months ago. So people are going back into New York City and people are maybe getting back to their pre-pandemic lifestyle. So I'm bringing that up because as the national news and the national narrative changes from this crazy frenzied housing market to maybe a more equal housing market, sellers still have most of the chips and the leverage, but maybe we're seeing some changes. Um, so that is good news for buyers. And it's one of the reasons why I recommended to sellers, I go, I really think you should sell into this frenzy and get it done before summer because you just, while the comps are really, really easy, um, because you just don't want to take a risk on the second half that this wild, crazy, frenzy-like pace can keep up. And we'll see. We could take off again in the next month or two or in the fall, but it does seem like some green shoots for buyers. So that's the big data. It's not South Bay data, but I will zero into that on future podcasts and blogs and quarterly newsletters that I mail out. Going on to topic number three, anecdotally, what I've been seeing recently and talking to other agents and our clients here, open houses this weekend. I went and toured some on my own for clients and then also hit a couple with another client. And what I noticed was is just open houses were slower. Just three or four months ago, there were lines out the door. It was crazy, people everywhere. And I'm like, man, there's a few really good listings that seem decently priced and it was just slower. Now I talked to some of these agents who were working the open houses and they were like, hey, Saturday was a lot more busy. 
yeah, Sunday is really surprisingly slow for people coming through. Does that mean they won't get offers or prices will go lower or the market's collapsing? No, but you can definitely just feel it out on the streets that open houses are a little slower. I'm also seeing just a teeny tiny bit of homes lingering, maybe a little longer than you expect. And that's always a sign that maybe the winds are shifting. If you keep seeing the same thing over and over again, nothing's changing. The leverage was in the seller's court. Just a couple lingering listings soon turn into a handful, into a chunk, into half the market lingering. This is maybe an early sign that the winds are changing. We need more verification in July and August, but stand by. I also see that our buyers have either reached fatigue and they're going on vacation and saying, I'll see you in the fall, or they're not as quick to go out and see houses because they've been discouraged. And the ones who are going out and seeing them, they go, they feel like they see the winds kind of changing too at the open houses, and their patience and tolerance to wait seems to be rising a little bit more. And then last but not least, we are planning a couple listings for some sellers. I'm seeing some pretty bullish sentiment from sellers going, yeah, I know that was the price of the last comp, but I think I should get more in this market. And let's ask 20% more than what I bought it for less than a year ago. And that's always a surefire sign that maybe sellers have gotten ahead of themselves. And you see some overpriced listings that then start to knock this market down with more inventory. So anyway, these are early, early signs that I'm seeing anecdotally. The big data on just one month is showing maybe some of the tide turning. This could all be a false alarm. This could just be, hey, it's the biggest summer travel season ever after everyone's getting vaccinated and we're reopening and people are just going on vacation July and August. It also could just say, hey, now we're going to head back to normal seasonality. The spring was lost in 2020, which was normally the biggest time ever. So we played a lot of catch up in the summer fall and winter and now we're maybe going back to a hot spring a lull in the summer and then a good fall season again and then a lull in the winter so this could just be normal seasonality taking effect again and then randomly some of that speculation and frenzy and fervor you saw a lot of q1 beginning of q2 speculation in huge bitcoin surges ether You saw the sports card collectible industry. Literally, if you look at charts, I had a a friend sell a a card for a six-figure sum, and I went back and checked some of my rookie cards, and you can see in the early part of the year and the second quarter, these big blips in the collectible sports card market, whether it's sports or magic cards or Pokemon cards, this huge spike, and you're seeing them come down with Bitcoin and Ether as well. And then also the last part of it, maybe the Delta variant and some a little nerves in the stock market might be affecting some of this in June. And, and it could just be a blip on the radar and we go back to normal of a crazy market in July and August. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. Anecdotally, we feel like things could be changing. Like I said, false alarms could be summer travel, normal seasonality, and some speculative fervor in crypto collectibles and the Delta variant maybe scaring people away just for one month. So there you have it, you guys. Amazing strength in North Redondo, new construction townhomes. Go buy some if you want some because they ain't coming down. 
The big data for June looks like it might be shifting in the favor of buyers. If we see another month or two of that, we're definitely shifting. And then anecdotally, it kind of supports it. But we need to see the month of July and August deliver on top of that as well. So I hope it was informative to you guys. I hope all of you are reconnecting with friends, family, and having a great summer travel season. We will keep you posted. As always, be sure to read the weekly written blog at ManhattanPacificRealty.com. Click blog. Look out for my quarterly newsletter this past quarter, and I'll see you in a couple weeks on the next Richard Haynes Real Estate Podcast. Take care and happy summer. See ya.